She's dead. Who's dead? You know damn well who's dead. Oh, this is your... Listen to me. He killed her and I'm not crazy. Jody and I had a seance in the bathroom. Jody and I, and nothing, nothing happened, but when I went back there, she was there. She was. You, you had a seance. Are you angry with me? What? Maybe you resent how busy I've been. No. You know what I've got at stake with this paper. You know how important this is to me. I can't help but feel that somehow you're you're trying to sabotage me. You're trying to hurt me somehow. Norman, this isn't about you. Something is happening to me. And it's, it's not to get even or and it's not some warped bid for attention. Something is happening in our house, whether you like it or not. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. We've got another. Ooh, we've got a scary episode. Another movie from the year 2000 to go along with itself. Okay, we just did 1999 with The Matrix, and we're moving into 2000. We're keeping it current, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, out there, everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are, are the movies that made us gay. gay. Yay! So to go along with Ashley from Keep It Weird, I mean, we had to have Lauren back on. Yay! Welcome back, Lauren. Thank you, guys. I'm so honored to be here. Last on for Drop Dead Gorgeous. The world has changed a lot since recording in person. (laughs) That's true. I got to sit on that couch next to you guys, and now we're doing everything remote. What is happening, guys? I don't know. I miss it. I know. It's crazy. So we watched... What Lies Beneath, released July 21st, 2000, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. You wanted to do this oh, movie. Yeah. And when you said it, I'm like, perfect. Man, I fucking love What Lies Beneath. <laughs> I love perfect this movie. Perfect choice. This is totally on brand for us. We love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we talked about it a couple of months ago, and I wasn't sure if this fit your guys' vibe, if it was going to work for the episode, but I was like, man, I could talk about what lies beneath all dang day. I love it. <laughs> Strong female protagonist, yeah. mm-hmm. hunky daddy Harrison Ford, and Ooh. supermodel ghost. We love Harrison. Totally on brand for us. Yeah, what else do you need? <laughs> I know. He has aged perfectly like i i don't know anyone who looks as good as him as an older man he is so handsome yeah i mean scott was just commenting on that bod they really made a point to show him walking around in like just the pajama bottoms yes very early in this movie those pajama (laughs) pants Woo! and i'm just like why does harrison ford have this body in like his late 50s it's like what was he doing but pete mentioned that that's always just been harrison ford's gig is that he's just always been a fit in shape guy. Yeah. And I mean, probably ever since uh, Temple of Doom, he's just kept it up because he really bulked up for that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he, which we're not mad at. We're not mad about it at all. (laughs) I love daddy Harrison that Scott introduced me to. (laughs) I will only call him that from now on because he, he is daddy Harrison. That body has stayed up with. So (laughs) what is so great about Harrison Ford and he's that very specific type of movie star from the 70s and the 90s that can just do no wrong with women our mom's age just like bulletproof for just like any moms out there it's like Harrison Ford uh John Travolta who are else who are also like people that fit that 
Clooney. Category Clooney. Ooh, George Clooney for sure. Yeah, well, moms love him. <laughs> this wouldn't normally fit into this category, but I just have to slip it in because it makes me laugh. My grandmother, who is 87 years old, loves Paul Rudd. Like, he does it for oh, her. And he's, yeah. he's not even like that salt and pepper guy that can do no wrong. But I just have to shout out to Janet in Florida <laughs> that I love well, she's, her crush on Paul Rudd. It's adorable. She's got great taste, man. I mean, <laughs> I Paul Rudd, get out of here. I, I love know. that. And he's probably going to slowly fit into that mold he totally as his career is. progresses. He's on you know? the way, but it's tough for him because he doesn't <laughs> age. Like Harrison ages, he just ages with grace yeah. and is so handsome. Paul still looks the same way he does that like yes. he looked in Clueless. So yes, he's a baby Very face. true. <laughs> Harrison will still be doing those Indiana Jones movies in his 90s. Yes. Isn't there one on the books coming up? I believe so. Yeah. And he's still going to be the hunkiest. We love it. Hey, we'll take it. Um, how many movies is this for us with uh, Miss Michelle Pfeiffer? Ooh. I think this might be our third, which is a V-Swick, Batman Returns, and What Lies Beneath. Oh, gold. All okay. of them. Michelle Love Pfeiffer's it. bone structure. I could just stare at her face all day. That like <laughs> her high cheekbones. It's just everything I want. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about that last night. There are certain shots in the movie where I'm just like looking at her thinking, wow, she's like, she's such a great actress. Like she's so good in this movie. Her career has spanned like how many years and decades. It's like pity, pity she couldn't have kept up in the looks department. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Michelle Pfeiffer. Jeez. What? Is she secretly like a, I don't know, like just doesn't leave a good tip at restaurant? Like something's got to be wrong. With <laughs> something. <Jean. laughs> yeah. Something happened. No, oh, I. Man. Something's got to be wrong with her because she's just got it all in like every department. She really she's probably does. super nice too. I believe that she's nice and she's an amazing yeah. actress. Good bod, good face. Like I, yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for Michelle. And I also loved that with her beauty, because she does look stunning through this whole movie, she also was able to look terrifying just when you needed her mm -hmm. to. She's also so mm -hmm. good at giving you the like spooky, I'm on to you look. And I just, I love everything she does in yeah. this movie. Agreed. And, um, you know, it's funny because we're kind of like, we're praising her, um, her acting talent in this movie. And she just shows a, a wide range, you know, as this um, empty nest mom of a, of an only child and all of this stuff that's going on, the psychological thriller, like there turns out there actually is a ghost, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff is going on and she is uh, displaying really great range. But um, something that I saw in the um, IMDb comments, which, you know, we talk about IMDb comments here on the show a lot. Um, not comments, tr uh, trivia, uh -huh. IMDb trivia. We talk about that a lot on the show as just like little tidbits of information that we take, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, anybody can leave that trivia totally. there, right? All you need to do is sign in. It's right. like Wikipedia. And somebody had some vendetta against Michelle Pfeiffer because there is the shadiest <gasps> bit of imdb trivia I read it before what is it in there and what did I they say up. i'm already it's, upset <laughs> and it's about her acting it's so shady let me pull it up right now it's all the way towards the bottom um and i was just like no this is garbage mama i do not do, I do not, not crap on michelle this. pfeiffer excuse you people okay michelle pfeiffer had a bizarre habit 
bizarre. Michelle Pfeiffer had a bizarre habit of nodding yes when she was making an affirmative statement to her husband, Harrison Ford, and nodding no when her lines were in the negative, as if to convince the audience of the truth of her words. This is a well-known acting crutch that novice actors are taught to drop in acting 101. It looks contrived as people do not do this in real life. Whoa. Shady. Shady, Shady bitch. Nine out of 27 found this interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Only nine. Only nine. I'm going to give that a thumbs down, and I'm going to sign in on every device that I have. Guys, if you're listening out there, help us out. Go give it the thumbs down. We're pissed. (laughs) I don't like it. Just sign in using your Facebook. It's super easy. You're already signed in, and just give it the thumbs down. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? And also, does she do that? I didn't even notice. I didn't think about it even once. So I I remember reading that the last time we watched this movie. And then I read it again last night about halfway through. And at one point she's talking to, you know, her friend played by Diana Scarwood. And the friend says something and like, oh, I didn't want you to think blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I would never think that. And shakes her head no. Uh-huh. But I was just like, people do that like people shake their head no when they say no like it's a thing it does happen i think that's what makes me mad about the person's comment is like this would never happen in normal conversation and it's just untrue yeah move our heads yeah shady shady. but i love that it was like acting 101 oh Oh, this amateur michelle pfeiffer who even led her in the movies right go back to the stanislavski school yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i don't buy it i i stand michelle pfeiffer she's great yes indeed so when did we all first watch what lies beneath Ooh, i watched it the year it came out which i should not have because i didn't (laughs) sleep for weeks like i was what like seventh grade maybe sixth or seventh grade like it i even though I had watched horror movies before, for whatever reason, this one destroyed me. Like, I was scared of my bathroom. I <laughs> did not want to go near bodies of water in general. I It messed me up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Scott, what about you? So I remember when this was released, and I was visiting my uncle in California, and I went back home, and my mom mentioned, oh, we went to What Lies Beneath with your sister, and we loved it. And I'm just like... Gagged. You went to it without me. <laughs> how dare they? I was just like, how dare you? <laughs> but uh, I missed it in the theater, but I had this marked on my calendar, on my Buffy the Vampire Slayer calendar yes. hanging up in my room God. that I would mark down VHS release dates of movies from the stuff that I got from the video store. Or no, I think that I used to look them up online. Oh look my at gosh. me being like 13 years old looking up movie release dates online and writing them in a big sharpie on my calendar and i remember (laughs) penning this in on the video date of january of 2001 and i think it was around my birthday for the vhs release yes okay so i was like planning my entire month around around so you never caught in the theater reserving this movie (laughs) from the video store and getting it opening day Yes. Like calling and getting it like set aside for me. That's like all 13 year old boys were doing in 2000. Yeah, like yeah. everyone was. Setting aside the new <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer movie. Please set aside okay. what lies beneath. Thank you. And immediately loved it. Uh, of course. It's great. Yeah. Um, I saw it in the theater. 
Nice. Um, I was not a child. I was a, a, a late teenager. No, in the year 2000? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was year 20. Year 2000. Because <laughs> I'm way older than you two. Um, I saw it in the theater. Uh, I saw it with my friends. I remember which movie theater I saw it. It was Hastings Ranch. <laughs> and um, I feel like that was our, like, very early college, like, film class discussion. Like, ooh, look what they're doing here. And... Um, you know, we were just so obsessed with all of the, like, references that were peppered throughout the movie about how, like, Hitchcock it was. I have, yeah. a, list of the, I have a list of the Hitchcock references we can discuss yeah. later. Ooh, I mean, good, because so I, yeah. I did read that it was very Hitchcock-inspired, and I saw a little of that, but I want to hear, like, everything that made it Hitchcock. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just remember kind of understanding that, uh, Robert Zemeckis was kind of doing this. He was becoming, or not becoming, he was one of those big directors like he is now that it's just like Spielberg, you know, Robert Zemeckis, Peter Jackson, just these directors that every movie they do is a huge event. Yeah. There's um, the latest technology involved, the biggest stars, and just seeing this movie with, you know, two really big mm-hmm. names yeah. acting against each other. You know, a lot of times, especially then, it's like... Surprisingly rare. It's usually one yeah. really famous person and someone, they had to budget out the money a little bit, and they're a little less famous. Exactly. Yeah, yeah to have these two big names, like amazing actors, beautiful people, like that's a huge yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. I was reading that Harrison signed on first, and then Michelle followed, and they were the first choices for the roles. Oh, nice. Nobody else, like... Yeah was considered yeah Yeah, we don't want anybody Um, else we want daddy harrison and michelle (laughs) but i remember when you know we were driving home from the movie we're just talking about how like there was so much going on because and how like well done it was because you kind of think it's like it's a psychological thriller and you know it there's like a big twist with harrison ford and that could have been enough. Mm-hmm. But like the supernatural element also could have been enough. And they kind of put it all together and it still worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't make one any less like make any less sense than the other. Right. It didn't feel overblown. Every scene leads to something else. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of setup and payoff um, in the script. But I, I kind of felt like people might think, well, it if it was a ghost story, then it doesn't need to have the element of like the, the betrayal. Husband. Yeah. Yes. And if it was just a marriage betrayal movie, then it didn't need the ghost story and all that. But I don't know. It's just so much fun, you know, just watching Michelle Pfeiffer drive herself crazy. Exactly. It just looks <laughs> like this woman unhinged, but yeah. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I just, all of the <clears throat> twists and turns, like you go into it and you're like, oh, okay, haunted house movie. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Nope. We just found this information out. I guess maybe it's not a haunted house movie. Maybe it is just going on in her mind. Maybe mm-hmm. she is just losing it. Oh, wait. No. Now the husband's up to no good. Oh, wait. There's a different ghost now. <laughs> no. Now it's going this yeah. way. Like, and it's the neighbors just... are acting weird like it's the burbs. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's something yeah. going on with the neighbors. Like it just kept throwing curveballs. And that's what I love is that things change until the very last scene and keeps you guessing yes. the entire time along with the beautiful visuals that Robert Zemeckis gives us. It's oh, yeah. so, some of those shots are just so cool. I loved it. Yeah. 
There's an interesting background of this movie that the script was developed by documentary filmmaker Sarah Krikorin. Krikorin, I don't know. Uh, she had adapted personal experiences of the paranormal with a script what? of a retired age couple dealing with the restlessness uh, of just sort of empty nesting, and then mm-hmm. they start to contact ghosts. DreamWorks commissioned Clark Gregg from the Avengers. Agent oh. Coulson from the Avengers <laughs> wrote What the Lies Avengers. Yeah. What the hell? You have to talk about that. Wait. He did a rewrite of this movie. What a fun fact. That what a be- fun fact. <laughs> he did a rewrite of this movie that ended up becoming What Lies Beneath. It ended up getting option for DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis had just signed a contract with DreamWorks and Spielberg convinced him to do the movie and Robert Zemeckis was wanting to do the movie Castaway and this was sort of a collateral for Castaway. We have to take a big break during the production of Castaway because Tom Hanks has to lose all this weight and get fit and Zemeckis shot a movie in between production schedules which is crazy. This movie is so complicated. This just isn't like a movie that is like uh, adapting a one-act play. Exactly. Well, and there was so much, like I read, which maybe we're going to talk about it later, but how they had to film in so many different locations and build mm-hmm. up and tear down sets consistently to match with the house in Vermont. And it's like, how how did you film that just on your downtime <laughs> while waiting for Tom Hanks to lose weight? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, Tom, I mean, Tom Hanks was well probably into his late 40s at this point mm-hmm. in 2000. Yeah. Maybe not late 40s, mid 40s in 2000. And he, what did he lose? Like 60 pounds? True. I think he, lo- he, got, I think he got down to like so very skinny. Yeah. And that takes a hot minute, especially when you're in your later 40s. Right. So, uh, I mean, maybe if you're Tom Hanks and you've got just the, you know, all the wealth and nutritionists in the sure. world at your disposal, but still, so that takes a minute. But yeah, just the fact that he was, he could have just been like, I am Bob Zemeckis. <laughs> I'm going to spend the next eight months on a boat uh-huh. eating grapes. I don't know. What do you do when you're rich? <laughs> do you eat grapes on a boat? You eat grapes on um, a yacht, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On a yacht. Yeah. yeah. Caviar, maybe. Yeah. I just imagined the first scenes of Overboard. That's Yes. 100%. Rich... Just yeah. oysters I mean, on a yacht. That's it. <laughs> I think that people like Joss Whedon do stuff like this where they shoot a movie yeah. as they're editing their movie, but it's usually something set small. In, it's usually <laughs> all set in one location, yeah, right. and it's done with like friends, yeah, and it's a very small scale. But this is like a hundred million dollar movie. I was yeah. gonna so, say this was no easy feat. Robert Zemeckis fully made like budgeted of two over two hundred million dollars for. 20th Century Fox and DreamWorks for mm-hmm. movies. Wow. That's crazy. Like, you never see stuff like that now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. And um, just, like, talking about, like, how complicated this movie is, you know, you mentioned the house. It's like, and the story goes that they needed this location, that the house is on a lake. It's kind of isolated. It's overlooking this beautiful lake somewhere in Vermont. And they couldn't find anything that they liked, so they just built it. Yeah, they're like, we're going to make they're, our own house. Sorry about it. Yeah. No big deal. But game. it also works because the house itself is so kind of like complicated and crazy. And this movie is full of extremely long takes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it follows the actors without yep. cutting. And they're just giving lines and lines and lines of dialogue. And in certain scenes of the movie, it follows them from one room to another. And there's a lot of fun gags with 
the bathtub being filled up and not filled up and steam in the bathroom and all of this. And the house is built so that rooms have multiple entrances so yeah. that she can go in one way and come out the other. And the bathroom that. has two doors and all that stuff. So they were able to just build this crazy kooky, you know, Winchester mansion. Yeah. It felt like a maze. I found myself watching Mm -hmm. it yesterday and like trying to keep up with where all of these rooms were located and exactly like where his office was and how she was getting to it. Cause it, it's a complicated house. It's all over the place. And I mean, get out of here with this master bedroom, this like sitting area, sitting area and those windows. Her master bedroom is gorgeous. It's the size of our apartment. First of all, (laughs) I think it was bigger than my apartment actually. And I live here with my husband and child. <laughs> yeah, that was just their room. Oh, Scott noticed stunning. there's like a a sitting area at like a bay window with like a table with like fresh flowers on the table, like all this going on. It was the most stunning house, and even like when you'd go outside, and they had that like beautiful garden with the I was her garden. rose garden. Get out oh, of here with her garden. I know, I can't. But you know, again, Scott mentioned it last night as we're watching it. She's not working. Mm-hmm. No. You know, she has... Um, they flipped this house because it's a story point. They right. talked about flipping yeah. the house. Yeah. The, they have one child. It's a, you know, she had an only child who is went off to college. So even when she was living there, she was pretty self-sufficient. Right. She's probably about 18. So she had time to just make home goods runs. She you did. Know, she's just going to home goods. It's Thursday. You know, going to pack it up, get some... The full Chip and Joanna. Just really go yeah. for it, you know? I just need pillar candles of varying <laughs> sizes. There were so many pillar candles there in this There were movie. so, so many pillar candles. I don't know why you need that many, but it made no the movie great. That yes, atmosphere. That's yes. why you need that many. There's also a lot of um, just... Just uh, early two thousands laptops just thrown mm-hmm. just thrown around. <laughs> None of them are plugged in. A laptop <laughs> thrown everywhere uh. in every scene, but um, but again, it's one of those things. It's, it's very cliche, but it's like the house is a a character in this movie. One hundred percent, yeah. Just like New York City is always a character. Exactly. In the movie. We needed this beautiful Vermont house to be the character. Exactly, and that's some like Hollywood shit that they just built the house also on a soundstage for exactly. all of the night shots, especially kind of for the finale where they're really running around the house uh-huh. that they just replicated it all in a studio in LA. Yep. And we, nobody knew cause it looked perfect and identical and we loved it. Yeah. But I'm just sitting there like in the theater going, okay, so what do I have to do to have this house on a lake mm-hmm. with a dock? And yes. <laughs> like, what is he? Some kind of like a, physicist but he's the genealogist his dad was a famous mathematician that i guess just invested in good real estate in vermont yeah i it's so funny because i watched this movie more as a kid than i have as an Mm. adult and so it was just so funny re-watching it now in my 30s and like focusing on completely different things all i'm thinking is like (laughs) man i wish alex my husband for anyone who doesn't know me and i wish my husband had his job so he could move to vermont and like (laughs) how can i turn my bathroom into this and like i was only (laughs) looking at the home goods and how much i wanted that Mm -hmm. way that faucet on that tub oh my god beautiful it's you know, for stunning. this house being from the year 2000, actually, the design aesthetic, like, the of the bathroom, really yeah, it doesn't look dated. It didn't at all. I was like, <laughs> I would move in there right now. Like, it's that it crazy, modern enough. That crazy, like, mirror situation in the mm-hmm. bathroom mm-hmm. that was on, like, that hinge with the, like... 
And there's yes. one downstairs oh. that matches it too. Was there? I didn't even see because I loved the that. Mirror, it was like a gothic mirror. It was cool. Yes. It's the one that, you know, those entryway like situations where you put like umbrellas and hang coats and yes. then there'll be a big mirror on it. There was one of those and it's the thing that you see. When the door Scary flips open Michelle with yes. the rain pouring, like exactly. one of the best shots in the movie. Oh, love, it. love it. Crazy sound cue. Well, at any rate, that little piece of furniture matches the one in the bathroom upstairs. Gotcha. Yeah. There he was a lot of sale. He got it from an estate sale. I don't well, know. no, he's just. Oh. Guessing I think it. that I think she just got it from an estate <laughs> she went, sale. She went. She went sure, antiquing. Sure. You know, of course, it's the only place you can get those. I With did. her friend, Diana Scarwood. Oh, we love Diana Scarwood. <laughs> Scott sent me the best text last night yeah. saying that it's basically me and Ashley were the two of them in the situation. <laughs> and that like, Ashley is absolutely Diana Scarwood and would oh, have yeah. sent me a book of spells and just been like, honey, you have a ghost. Do some spells. This is, she, this is what she's we got to do. Joe. She just bought herself a hot car. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yep. No. She was my joke. She's going to visit you in your Vermont house. <laughs> yes. Coming to see me in Vermont. We do a seance together. Get the Ouija board out like that was 100% oh us. Gosh. I loved it. She is I'm my Jody. Yes. I'm, I'm always such a sucker for female friendships in movies that feel real. And that relationship feels very much like my mom and her friends. Like yeah. it, it has a very yeah. just charming and realistic quality about it. I, I agree. Love. It was very believable, especially like when they had to have that tough conversation when she's starting to find out, you know, what happened to her. I loved the way her and Jody interacted when she was like, you know, I just, I couldn't tell you because of the situation, even though I knew this information and just that whole conversation felt very realistic. It seemed like something I would say with my own friends. I liked that. Very yeah, absolutely. I mean, this plot does have very many twists and turns, so I think it might be difficult for us to do a little bit of a direct. So, kind of the first recap. half of the movie is uh, empty nesters. Daughter's gone off to college, and it's the weirdo neighbor section, which yes. I do yes. love. I do that love that. This is a big misdirection. It's kind of the MacGuffin of this script that you mm-hmm. think it's going to be that. James Remar has murdered his wife, played by Mirando Otto, and Mirando Otto is, like, trying to contact Michelle. Yes. That her husband killed her. Yep, we believe the neighbor's dead and is now haunting their house, so we're, like, seeing weird behavior from the neighbor while also now strange occurrences are happening in Michelle Pfeiffer's home. Yes. They're tricking us. And this is kind of its first big Hitchcock moment is like the rear window section of Ah. Michelle looking out the window with the binoculars. And Mm -hmm. we live in a two story house and we have a, I always call it our rear window view of the neighbors outside. So I totally do shit like that. Like (laughs) I will just like check on all of the houses and what people are doing. Sure. (laughs) We have like our porch that I'll just like sit on a chair. All I just need is a pair of binoculars. (laughs) All you need is a is like a fleece blanket to lay over your lap and like a shotgun because that, that's what you're turning. <laughs> that's what I'm turning into when I sit out there. Uh, you're the cranky old man sitting out yeah. on the porch. Don't even think about parking in front of the house. Oh no! no. Don't you dare! No. <laughs> or blocking the driveway, Toad. Um, so I like the way they set up. This house is isolated. It's not a normal neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you you just have the establishing shot of driving down the street and you see all the houses. It's just this huge house on the lake. And there's a smaller house that's next door. 
they set up the new neighbors and the setup is that they fight a lot and they fight to the point where they can hear them from their bedroom and they're just like, Oh my God, they're screaming again. And then they have like crazy loud makeup sex Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I think it's really fun the way Michelle Pfeiffer plays it because she's just like, Oh my God, these people are so weird. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But she, but she can't help. Like, should I go over there and do something? Like, should I say something? Should I step in? Or I guess I'll just sit here and comment to my husband about how bizarre neighbors are. She can't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, but there's some really fun stuff with hearing Michelle Otto, just like Michelle Miranda Otto, just kind of like, weeping openly just crying in her yard and just like kind of going over and listening and talking through the fence and like some really spooky stuff there and um when it gets to the point where she fully sees james remar putting a human-sized bag into his car (laughs) into the trunk yeah, they they the build it up so well. And yeah, then suddenly we're not seeing the wife anymore and it gets a little fishy. They did yeah. such a good job. And there's really some fun atmospheric stuff about her. I love when she gets, you know, the little welcome basket. Mm-hmm. She's just like, well, I got to figure out some way to get over. I know. Welcome basket. Very yep. smart. Very like good. Okay. Go cut some flowers for my beautiful rose garden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My perfect life. Bring over this basket of treats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rich. I can Lovely get them a nice bottle of wine. <laughs> I love, though, when she's, like, she's walking over there and, you know, she's calling for her. She's like, Mrs. Fewer, Mrs. Fewer. And, like, nobody's answering. And she sees the little, like, shoe. The bloody shoe. Yeah. Has, like, a little is drop it, on it. Is, is it, it blood? Yeah, we don't know. It looks like a maybe bloody shoe. Is it nail polish? Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of paint. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, you see that the house is a little run down. Yeah. It's not nearly as fabulous as, like... As there, as hers, yeah, and stuff is in a little bit of disarray inside, mm-hmm. which again is just like making us suspicious. That whole scene where she's walking along their porch looking for Mary, yeah. I'm just like clenched because you, know, you know, like, oh god, the husband's coming home at any minute. Like, I, yeah. I can barely get through that scene, even though I've seen it a million times now. And it so looks right. like there's like tarps. Yes. On the ground inside. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. There were, like, shower curtains or something on the yeah. ground. It was very, like, yeah. Oh, very he weird. for sure chopped up his wife's body. Yep. Yeah. There we are. And they never do explain what it is that he put in his, the trunk of his car yeah. that day. I like yeah. that, though. Me, too. That it's just kind of left very, to the imagination. And that's very Norman Bates. Yes. That yeah. it looks like he's bringing a body out into the trunk. the trunk. Yeah. Yep. But when James Remar does show up and he's just like, Hi. Hi, what you doing? What's up? <laughs> I gotta leave. So I love how Michelle yeah. hit the bricks. I, I, I love- am busy. You have to go. I don't know what you're doing. I love the look on Michelle's face when she just how she plays that moment mm-hmm. of like she kind of laughs to herself and then introduces herself that I know this looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I but trust insane. me, it's not. <laughs> I look insane right now. I promise I'm normal. Yeah, because she's fully like on the wrong side of the porch when when he shows up. So she knows she's been caught snooping. Correct. She looks super creepy. And then, yeah, they just like (laughs) intentionally give us nothing with him. Like, I just love that he's just straight faced, kind of like, I caught you in the act. I'm not giving you any information. I'm heading out. Bye. So we're all still like, but what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And then she has the really weird face to face with Miranda Otto. Well, is this before that? 
Because at this point, does she not think she's dead? Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But their the, face-to-face the, face is before she goes over with the basket when they meet at the yeah. fence, right? Through the hole in the fence. Oh, yeah. I jump out of my skin every time that part happens. That jump scare when it's just the eyeball like yep. in the little hole. Yeah, that's a really good one. And she's just like – everything she says just like doesn't make any sense. But it's just like mm-hmm. at the end of the day when it's explained, you're just like, okay, so she's a little kooky. Yeah. He's a little weird. They're kind of meant for each other and this is just their yeah. we codependent just, marriage. Yeah, like we still learn throughout the movie that their relationship is kind of toxic. Like not the yeah. best, but yeah. they're not necessarily murdering people. But. Right. But this subplot kind of leads us into what the story is really about. Right. It's like the money from Psycho. Yes. Yeah. It, like it leads you in that this is what's really going on. Mm-hmm. When she starts to see the photo always being knocked down, the door not closing. So yep. she's getting these subtle hints of what's going on. Yes. Yes. And she um, sees, then she starts, I guess she sees those initials appear on her computer screen pretty early on, right? Mm-hmm. Like the MEF, which again, M-E-F, the neighbor yeah. she finds out are also the neighbor's initials. So she's like, oh. It's for sure the neighbor trying to contact me. Yes. She has been murdered by the husband. Yep. And now she's like in my house opening my doors. And, and she like... thinks that she sees her in the bathtub. Yes. Oh, God. Some of those bathroom scenes and like the mirror and the words appearing on the mirror. It's just all yeah. too much. The foggy mirror. Yeah, I love it. So atmospheric. They do really good things about setting up this bathroom and like yeah. just how important this room is in this house. It is a lovely bathroom. I've oh, talked about it already. Gorgeous. But. <laughs> I want to take a bath in there immediately. It's I so know, beautiful. this huge cloth tub. And I like that for as big as these sets like the living room is, the bathroom does look realistic. Like yeah. this is how big a bathroom would be in yeah. a house like this. Totally. Yeah. Um, so Michelle Pfeiffer kind of tells – Harrison Ford, like, you know, stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, the picture keeps falling. She, like, lets him know. And she ends up going to therapy. These therapy sessions make me laugh. They're so funny. In, like, a basement. <laughs> in this yeah. weird what basement. What lies beneath. Yes. Oh, there you theme? go. God. She it's has a, to be beneath the ground. Yeah. She's in the creepiest therapist's office I've ever seen. But what would you do if your husband sent you to a therapist and the therapist just offered you a fireball? <laughs> I'd be like, you don't really don't have like a fireball, no mints. Like, give me you a, give me an else? Altoid. Yeah. Help me out. <laughs> Fireballs I, are very interesting candy to offer someone. It's really, they're so bold. They're very intense. Like that's not, yeah. I, I don't see how that's helping the situation at no. all. <laughs> But the therapist does help her because he's just like, well, you know, you should just check it out. If it's something that is really on your mind, you should look into it more. I do appreciate that he, you know, he's not jumping to any conclusions. He's sort of like, hey. treat her like she's crazy. Yes. He's not immediately like, okay, we need to treat what's going on in your brain because something's off. He's absolutely listening to her, telling her she should dig in a little deeper. And boy, does she. So I like this therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, he's like, okay, so are you taking any, any medication? And she's like, you have Valium for sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you take Valium? Like, how often? That's, like, pretty hardcore. It is. And to take, like, is she taking it every night? Like, every night? Like, maybe you are having delusions. 
<laughs> Have you not heard of melatonin? I know, right? Claire, there's, there's, there's gummies. There's, yeah, get an edible or, you know, CBD, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it's the year 2000. All they had was True. like regular NyQuil, not even ZQuil. It was just like, I'll just take NyQuil because it knocks me out. Yes. The straight up hardcore <laughs> medicine. It was like the even though I'm not sleeping sick. pills that just you're out and you have the craziest nightmares of your life. That's what they were taking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing, right? It is. I think if you <laughs> the, take the something dreams. strong enough, you're you might have a night terror. You may try to drive your car. I don't know. So a night terror too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think we cracked it. It's just all the the crazy Valium. <laughs> yeah, guys. Really, this nothing that we saw play out. None of that actually happened. It was all an ambient dream. That's what we learned. <laughs> she mixed some ambient with her Franzia. But yeah, the 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 therapy scenes are are interesting because he's telling you know when she says, you know, uh, there's a ghost in my house or whatever, and he's like, okay, talk to the ghost. Yeah. Talk make to contact. It. Make contact. See what they want. <laughs> he's and I don't think he's patronizing her either. I think he's just like, let's, you know, let's just figure shit out. Yeah, it's like at least try this and maybe you'll get some kind of response. Or maybe this is something like, that's on your mind and maybe you'll get some closure with it. Exactly. If you at least try. Yeah. And if nothing happens, then we know maybe we need to talk about this a little more and find out what else is wrong. But I love that he steers her in the direction of like, dig in, go for yeah. it. I mean, this doctor knows what he's talking about. When he's not helping patients, he is helping to develop the AI for the T-1000 Terminators. So, um, <laughs> oh, that's right. He is in, he is yeah. in T-2. It's, it's Miles Dyson. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, he's busy. He has that he's, side yeah. hustle. <laughs> Artificial intelligence, therapy, you know, it's We a lot. trust him. We trust this yeah. guy. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. <laughs> so this is when we get the first seance. Mm-hmm. With Judy. Judy? Jody. Yeah, Judy. Jody. 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 It's Jody. Yeah. We love her. We get our seance. Yeah. I love the seance <laughs> scene. It's really great. And I love fully that it's just like unwrapping the plastic on the Ouija board. Like, yep. I just bought this. We have our we have our glasses of wine in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. They have their wine, their Girls candles. Night. Yes. New Ouija Pillar board. candles. Yes. <laughs> And Jody um, is definitely like that's why she's such a great friend because she is a little bit like I don't know if anything's going to come of this, but hell yes, I'm like count me. But in. yeah, We're I'm in. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, fully. I love that. <laughs> um, the door slams open, but Coop, the dog, also walks in. Uh-huh. But I feel like the door slammed way too open for the dog to. I agree, it. and the dog doesn't come in for a hot second, so I was always yeah. confused by that part because it was like, did the dog push it open, run around a corner, and then come back in? Like I yeah. didn't understand the sequence of events with the dog Agreed. charging in. So, so I think it could still be ghostly. Yeah, and maybe <laughs> the ghost swung the door open, and then Coop, the dog, was just like, "Oh, sweet, I'll come in." Right? Let's yeah, exactly. Oh, the door's <laughs> open now. I can come I've in. I've been invited. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I love that they use the the bloody shoe that she fully has now stolen from the yeah <laughs> from the porch. She really, yeah. She this is when she starts to cross some boundaries. She's all in. <laughs> yeah, she's fully in. Um, but again, it's just Jody is just like, where did you? Is that the shoe? What is going on? Oh where God. did you get this? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm a little worried. I feel yeah. like I should be talking you out of this. That you're robbing your neighbors. <laughs> Yeah. So we should also mention that there's kind of a um, 
not a theme, but this plot point that a year prior, Claire, the Michelle Pfeiffer character, had been in a pretty bad car accident. She hit a tree. She hit a tree, wrapped her car around a tree. It's been a full year. You know, in that time, her only daughter has gone off to college. Um, her husband is like working on this like prestigious situation at this college. Um, all these things are happening to her, the new neighbors remodeling this house, just a lot of stuff's going on in her life. But the big thing that's kind of looming over her is this car accident. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she goes to this party for the husband and meets this woman and the woman is like, Oh man, like how you been? Like last time I saw you like a year ago was like, you were so upset. Yeah, you were so upset. You kind of spooked us. And she just has, like, no memory of it. And this woman definitely feels like she belongs in a Hitchcock movie. Oh, my gosh, she does. I love the woman that approaches (laughs) her. She was the perfect woman to move the plot forward for us. Like, Mm -hmm. we loved her. Yeah. And so we're kind of – we kind of get these little clues that, like, something big happens to her. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger picture. A year ago. Yeah. And she's, like, she's blocking out memories or she just doesn't – because the accident was so bad that she just doesn't remember maybe the whole day. Yeah. You know, because of the trauma of the accident or whatever. But we're slowly piecing together all this stuff. We should mention, though, that she did kind of have one freak out where she finally – thinks that James Remar killed the wife. Oh, right. She thinks, she thinks Mary Fewer is dead and she storms over to Harrison Ford at work and she's just like, he killed her. Yeah. This like, scene is so, full so Full mental she, breakdown. She yeah. starts screaming and then actually sees the neighbor too. Is yeah. that, I think that's in the same scene, right? When she, like, it is, yeah, it they is. go out into the hallway and they see what's his All these people are coming out. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you killed her. I know you killed her. But then lo and you behold, her. <laughs> you, you think you're smart, don't you? You think you got away with it. Well, I know you killed her. You murdering son of a bitch. Ooh. Don't give me that shit. Your wife. I'm sorry, she's very upset. I didn't kill my wife. Are you all right? (laughs) The wifey shows up and then she just looks crazy. Yeah. That's a great scene. I think it's played really well by all of them. Yeah. It is. Harrison Ford's just like, shut up. Well, even how she approaches Harrison Ford, that she just says she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, she's that. dead. I know she's dead. Yeah, like, you know damn mm-hmm. well who. Like, she's so confident. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you think about what's really going on. Yeah, what Harrison Ford mm-hmm. knows. Right. He's just like, oh, shit. What? Oh, man. Oh, that shit. is so true. Know? Like, once you know how the movie ends to rewatch it, it's like, you think he's probably shitting his pants. Like, what yeah. has she found out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and then when she sees, you know, James Remar in the hallway, and she's like, you murdering son of a bitch. And mm-hmm. everybody's just like, <gasps> record scratch. Yep. Um, Everyone stops but, in their tracks. Yeah. But that brings us to this other party where the woman is now telling her about, you know, how you kind of, you got so freaked out and you kind of scared all of us and blah, blah, blah. And she sees, again, they're at the party. The yeah. James Remar and Mary Fewer, you know, they're at the Fewers are at the party. And, like, 
you know, Miranda Otto waves. And then James Remar does this thing where he, the like, strangling, chokes her. He pretends to strangle his wife. Oh, you know Michelle Pfeiffer's just like, God damn it, listen. Oh I know, I seem crazy. You just it's feel like, for her. Now. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I just, yeah. like, I feel so, in that sequence of events, you just feel so bad for her. Because it's like, you look unhinged, but you are seeing crazy things. So, like, we want to be on your side, but dang, your public image. It's not great. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really great lines and a lot of really fun delivery by Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, when she says like, you know, damn well who, and she's dead. And that, that line that's in, it was in the trailer in every TV spot where she just says, there's something going on in this house. Yes. That's the line <laughs> that always stuck with me. Just like how high and like desperate her voice sounds. Like I will mm-hmm. never forget that. It's a great acting moment for good old Michelle. Yes. So how does she end up finding Amber Valletta's name? She looks it up online. Oh, the picture falls again. Yes. Yes. And when it breaks the frame and on the back, it's a cutout from a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on the back of the photograph is a little teeny corner of an article about a missing girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Oh, because it's a framed photo of the of a newspaper cutout. Newspaper cutout. Yeah, okay, and it sure. was a framed photo of the party, right? Because I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of why she was looking at it. Because the older woman had approached her at the party to say, "Like mm-hmm. you freaked us out last year." So she's staring at this photo, like, "Wait a second, well, I was freaking out. Why was I freaking out?" Yeah. And then little ghosty knocks the picture off again, <laughs> again <laughs> to be like, "Listen, yeah. you're on the right track. Pick it up. <laughs> you're almost there." <laughs> Very, very like escape room. Like, nope, yes. just keep looking at this. Yes. Keep looking keep at this. Keep staring at this. You're <laughs> on to something. Yes. Yeah. Is the name in the article or does she just start? Oh, I think she starts looking up on on the internet. Like missing people. Yeah. 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 Um, the interface of her like year 2000. That definitely takes you search back. Engines. Yes. And the How the way internet used to look like the pictures take so long to load and they're so pixelated that yeah. was such a throwback. I'm like, oh yeah, you really had to wait a long time to see things on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> loaded so slowly on that huge box of a computer that they. Oh had. my god, those monitors! I know, I can't. So heavy, so heavy. <laughs> she finds the girl. She finds the initials that mm-hmm. match the MEF that was on the high score of her solitaire game. Yep. Yes, which I love. <laughs> the winner's circle and. Yeah. Hey, we've all spent countless hours playing Microsoft, right? One oh, hundred solitaire. I yes, I would spend countless hours <laughs> sitting in. I was also, solitaire. I was also the king of Minesweeper. Oh, but, I loved you know. Minesweeper. <laughs> Man, that one's not for everybody. It's not, but that is a good one. I love it. That was a good one. The big, giant, wide one where it would be like the whole screen. Oh my god. Yes, you just kept advancing to these crazy levels, working around oh, yeah. the little bombs. It was just mm-hmm. oh, so good. Love it. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find an. OS. I'm going to find a, a an iPhone version. I'm sure there is. Yeah, there has there, to be I was going to say, Minesweeper. there has to be a way to play Minesweeper. If you find it, message me <laughs> In 2021. <laughs> I, need, well, I need Minesweeper to come back into my life. Yes. So when she finds the girl, I she just Nancy Drews her way to her the mother's, mother's house. house. Played by uh, Mercolo. Mercolo, no. Mer- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, it's like Nicole, but with an M. Nicole? It's Nicole Mercurio. Mercurio. Okay, I'm going to start <laughs> this over again so I can edit it later. We can do this. She finds the mother, played by 
Nicole Mercurio. <laughs> Let's all say it together. That's Nicole a hard name to Mercurio. Say. Well, it's Nicole with an M. Whose name is Nicole? Yeah, whoever has named a child that is this. Well, anyways, <laughs> it's the it's the mom from while you were sleeping. There you is go. Is it the mom from while you were sleeping? Yeah, oh, she's is. she's from while you were sleeping. I was gonna say I'm gonna write a fan letter to Nicole Mercurio and be like, tell me about your first name. Well, she but passed she's away. passed. Who? Oh, she yeah. has. Our, oh. I, I remember yeah. when she passed away. R.I.P. 2016. R.I.P. Nicole. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. She's in Flashdance. Mm-hmm. How about that? Dang. Just a we I love character her, actress at the time. I love her performance in this movie. Yeah, Ugh. I think she's really good. Me too. When she's when yeah. she's holding her cat and she's <laughs> and she's talking about her daughter. Yeah. It's very sad. And she's watching her stories. You can reminds tell. me of like it reminds me of woman. Sounds of the Lambs, actually. Ooh. It reminds me of that scene with Jodie yes. Foster when she goes over to the girl's house in Sounds of the Lambs and she goes right. into the bedroom. I agree. Very, it definitely very has much. that same vibe. And the bedroom mm-hmm. is still perfectly, you know, it's immaculate, like yes. a perfect shrine to the daughter. And it's just, it's a very clear grieving mother who is like, yeah. I still don't really know how to live a normal life without my daughter. Yeah. She plays it very you know well. What I, you know what I loved in the daughter's room, played by Amber Valletta, 90s model, there's a bunch of pictures of her. Yeah. And... But I feel like she had them up. I feel like the girl had, like, not that the mom went in and put up pictures, like, oh, oh I'm going to frame this photo of of my daughter and put her in, put him in her room. I think she was, I think she put them there herself. You think she was that into herself that she? Well, yeah, because she was like, she was like super cute. Yeah. Like, there's a little itty bitty plot point that you hear when Michelle Pfeiffer is calling. I think she calls a newspaper or something, and they say that. She had this red Mustang convertible that she would drive around town and everybody always noticed her in this red convertible. And there's a picture in there of her standing in front at a car dealership, standing in front of the red convertible, like with her arms up, like, woo, I'm buying this car. And I think it's just this girl that's just like, yeah, I look cute. I'm putting these pictures up. And I think there were other pictures of like models and stuff. So I think she's just like, you know, I'm into fashion and being cute and whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're as stunning as she was, I guess I understand that. You're like, hey, I'm beautiful. I know it. <laughs> I'm going to show it off. And I have a badass car. Yeah. yeah. She was digging herself. She liked to be a little flashy. It makes sense. Yeah. Played yes. by supermodel Amber Valletta. We mm-hmm. just watch. We just watched the fashion documentary Unzipped, which Ooh. has all of the big 90s supermodels walking the Isaac Mizrahi runway show. And I think... Amber Valletta is in there somewhere. Oh, wow. Ooh, she probably is. She mm-hmm. probably is. She probably that was, is. Cool. That was her era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was her time to shine. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, she plays this like young college co-ed and um, the newspaper article puts her, you know, because she's like a missing person or whatever. So they put her age and it says born 1974 and you're just like really? oh my god how, how old is this movie that the college co-ed was born in 74 <laughs> you're like wait a second i have to do some math here oh my god yeah. that is wild i didn't even think of that yeah <sighs> um but yeah i want to look up and see if she was in unzipped because I i'm she, sure I know, she i'm I was sure she say, is. i'm looking her, i'm looking at her now but you know what i love too is that oh, the whole so the only thing that, that Claire sees of the ghost is the reflection, and it's yes. a reflection in water. Right. And when she's telling the therapist, he's like, well, what did the ghost look like? And she's like, well, she looked like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so you saw a reflection that in the bathtub like that looked like you. 
Got it. <laughs> Which, yeah, again, it's like you just feel for her. So it's like, no, <laughs> she looked like her, but it wasn't her. I but it was clearly next to me. Yeah. Like we as the audience were like, no, we see it I too. I know. Like, Michelle, <laughs> I hear you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. And the interesting thing is that when you look at Amber Valletta, you're not like, oh, look how much she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. Because they don't really look like. Something the way that the, this movie is shot, it really works. Oh, it we have to talk totally about. Totally works. We have to talk about about the possession scene. Oh, I love the possession scene. And uh. again, this is like <laughs> what is so good is like the way they you know morph these two women together. And again, like if you're put it, looking at their pictures side by side, you're not like, oh, these yeah. two are sisters. But the possession mm-hmm. scene, they did it just right. Oh, that so special good. effect, Michelle- that morph effect is mm-hmm. like. How, How did they do it so subtly? I think she's starting to suspect something. Ooh. Your wife. That Michelle transition doing was her clean. best. Uh, so Selena Kyle delivery when she's eating the apple. <laughs> so we were when we were watching that scene. We no joke did frame by frame of Ooh. when she's on top of Harrison and her face slowly becomes. Amber. It's Amber the Bella. smoothest morph I've ever yeah. seen. It looked so good. <laughs> it's I don't know how they made it that clean. It blows yeah. my mind. And it scares the pants off me every time. Yeah. Again, it's like no matter how much I see this movie, I just feel so unsettled when the face changes. It's And that's the thing, wife. it's unsettling. It's unsettling yes. is what it is. Because uh-huh. uh one second it's her and the next it's not. And you know, I was saying last night, I was like, this ain't no like black or white like Michael Jackson video. Like Mm -hmm. when we were first introduced to this technology, it was like not the best. So no, not at all. You know, it it was jarring and weird looking and all that. And just the way that they got it to do that then was like, we had never seen anything like that. Yeah. It does not feel like a two thousands movie where you're like, okay, I see you were trying this effect and it wasn't the best. Like it looks, it looks so (laughs) clean and it's like, that's why it's freaky. Mm -hmm. If Hitchcock had digital technology, it would look a lot like this movie. Oh, yeah. I think that was kind of the idea. Yep. Well, you know, Meryl Streep has famously said that she did not have the best time working on Death Becomes Her. Oh. Because of the technical aspects of the special effects and what had to be done to achieve all of that. And that's the thing. I feel like Robert Zemeckis really kind of perfected special effects, but not to... um, they're not used in a flashy way. They're used right. to make things look realistic. Yeah. I think I remember reading that the water, when she first goes to the bathtub and the tub is filled up with water, I think that water is digital. Yeah. When she oh, looks is into it? it. Interesting. And some of the condensation on the mirrors that she right. wipes off is yep. probably not there and all that. And, um, you know, so Meryl Streep has said, like, I didn't enjoy it. It was just – it was a comedy, but it was so technical. We had to hit specific marks. That takes I just, some of the fun out of it and I'm sure doesn't make you feel as natural as an actor when you're yes. like, oh, God, I have to remember this and this and I can barely move for this part. And yeah, Absolutely. But Michelle Pfeiffer is quoted – on this movie, just saying that she enjoyed it because it just kind of showed her another aspect of movie making that she wasn't kind of familiar yeah. with. So she, so she has fully said like it was cool. Like I, I thought it was fun, just like seeing how it all comes together. That's because, so cool. yeah, because like that morph in particular, like had to be specific. Like you're gonna move from here, yeah. you're gonna end here, and you're gonna do it in this amount of time. Yeah, and 
don't move because then we're going to have to do it all over again. Exactly. You, know? like you have to hit this exact spot or the scene doesn't work at all. So I'm sure yeah. that was so challenging. And yeah. Man, and even before like we get into the special effects, she her acting in that scene is amazing because yeah. even though we don't fully know what has happened, like it kind of takes a minute to realize, oh wait, she she's conjured something up, she's possessed. Like you see that her personality, her face has just completely changed. Like she yes. I just love the way she plays Amber Valletta. It was so good. Yeah. Well, one of the things that she mentions which I was kind of like, how did you catch that, Claire? Is that because <laughs> she mentioned it before she found the real girl? She talks about the blue eyes. She talks about the that the ghost has green eyes. Oh, green, green eyes. eyes, sure. Yeah. And Michelle's wearing green contacts in right. in that scene in the red dress. Yeah. Yes. And you really only notice it when she, in that specific shot we talked about, where she looks at the reflection in the mirror. Right. And, but that's what's funny is, again, I was young when I saw this. So I was also just an idiot and didn't even fully grasp what the storyline yeah. was. But that's why it's been so much more fun to see it as I've gotten older, is I'm like, oh shit, she had green eyes in the mirror. I didn't even notice that as a kid. Like I, yeah. I grasped mm-hmm. the fact that she was possessed, but I didn't notice the subtlety of her eyes turning green. And it's just, yeah. it's so perfect. I think to me too, I just kind of thought like she just looks a little bit more spooky. Like yes, it was just exactly. a, like a little spooky filter yeah. that they gave to her to Made look a little, a little bit little more ghostly. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's something, and we talk about this a lot too, because some of the movies that we cover on this show are not the most recent, but watching them on our home high def on a really giant nice TV. TVs yeah. like yeah. we all are doing, yeah. you catch stuff that you never caught. Exactly. As a kid, you know, mm-hmm. we were watching these VHS transfers on tiny little TVs in our yep. bedroom or wherever. But now when we watch them in high definition, you're just like, oh my God, I never caught that before. Yeah. All the and little seeing something, yeah, as subtle as Michelle Pfeiffer with green eyes instead of her like normal blue. It's just exactly. like, oh, we're catching them now. Yeah. That's, that scene is so good. And she, yeah, she becomes the seductress and she is like just out for blood. Like she, it's it's so clear that it's not Michelle anymore. It's like whatever she has become is angry. And then we finally realize, oh, she, her face is now Amber Valletta's on top (laughs) of her husband. I see what's going on. We'll take a screenshot and post it on the Instagram. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's interesting because she's calling him professor, but Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well maybe she's just calling him professor, but it's like, oh, okay. This is why she's calling him professor. She's got that sexy Catwoman voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. saw the Catwoman come back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good scene. And also the reveal of that spooky, wonderful shot we were talking about where yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer shows up in the rain and we see it so in good. the mirror. Oh, it's beautiful. It's haunting. It's so yeah. good. There's a little bit of kind of um, business with this necklace that he right. gets for her in this like you know, this cute little town. Adamant, the town of Adamant. Adamant. Yeah, the little hippie town of Adamant. You know, he gets her this necklace from this sh- from this shop that's specific to the town. You know, Claire sees it in the photograph mm-hmm. that, the, that the police are using. She notices it kind of around. The whole situation with, like, diving off the... <laughs> I was going to say, she finds the key to yes. this box in her house. She finds right. it in like a vent, but she it doesn't go to anything in their house. So she's like, what mm-hmm. the hell is this key? But it has the symbol. 
Yes. And we get the this reveal of yeah. her in the water. Uh huh. I love that shot earlier in the movie when she looks over the pier and you just yes. subtly see a face in the water. Just below. Yeah. That's, oh, it's so creepy and so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. She finds, she finds this key like down in a, in a little heater vent in the mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. Um, so something, something tells her to go back to the, to the pier and she dives in. I'm, I mean, that is some accuracy. Yeah. Of the, this dive. She yeah. like goes straight in. She knew right where it was. 100%. Yeah. She goes yeah. right to the box. And then is that yeah. the same scene? I know she's in the water a couple of times, so I'm maybe mm-hmm. getting it confused. But She is tried this... to go into it one time and yeah. then Harrison fished Harrison her out. Ca- yeah. He, that's what I was thinking. He gets her out before she can discover too much. But now she knows yes. something is down there. There's a box. But Harrison's like, what the hell are you doing? Why did you dive in? Yeah. Because he starts confessing, but like... Little by little and not enough. First he's like, yes, I knew her. Yes, this. Yeah. But then each time it's like, oh, We don't get the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He admits to the affair because her memories start to come back from that Mm -hmm. horrible night she crashed her car and learned of the affair. He admits to it, but then is like, oh, but I stopped it. And that was it. Now we're fine. And then she just disappeared. Yep. Yeah. He's a liar. Liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> but he's so handsome. We believe him. We're I like, mean, okay, come on. Yeah. <laughs> forgive him, Michelle. He's beautiful. Yes. We also have to mention that Michelle straight up stole uh, a lock of hair from... Yep. <laughs> Not only was she bold from enough to go yeah. see her mom and like really dig into this case, but she steals a lock of her hair. So yes, from she's, Madison. She's, she's getting wild. Yeah. Yeah, she's wilding out at this point. She's she still <laughs> she's fully she's, in. Yeah, because this is how we get the. This is how she gets possessed. Because right. now that she has a lock of hair, she does another Ouija board situation mm-hmm. with the hair. She has the spell book of like conjuring people up, yep. and now it's just open the door and fully yep. is possessed. And yep. now we have the scene in the red dress, which we yes. love. We love it. Um. So after he fishes her out, he gives her a little bit more confession, but not enough. She just jumps back in. Yep. <laughs> she just yep. dives back in, fishes out the box, breaks it open. And what does she find inside the box? She the, necklace. the necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah the yep. necklace. That's right. So she's starting to realize there's absolutely more to the story. Mm-hmm. Her husband is not telling her the whole thing. What is it with straight men and buying their wives or girlfriends heart-shaped jewelry? I know. We're not into it, I will say. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't I know that's what given, like a heart-shaped necklace. I'm not gonna lie, my sweet husband did give me a heart-shaped necklace when we were dating, oh. and I oh, wore that's it. Sweet, though. I wore it to be nice for a while because I was like, it was one of his first like nicer gifts for me, and he spent a little yeah. money. But then a couple of years later, I think we were actually married at this point, where we were being a little more honest with each other. <laughs> he was like, "Have you you haven't worn that necklace I gave you in a while?" And I finally said, "It's not really my style, although I appreciate the thought behind it and how it has much a lot you of sentimental me. value." Yes. And I still have it in a jewelry box somewhere, but yeah, (laughs) a lot of women do not want to wear the chunky heart-shaped jewelry. Just a little PSA. (laughs) (laughs) This this chunky heart-shaped jewelry from Adamant, you can kind of tell that it's from like a little, you know, one of those little hippie stores that you kind of walk into and they have like... 
you know, everything in there is handmade. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be some beautiful <laughs> scarves along with the heart-shaped jewelry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some cone incense. Exactly. Definitely you know. incense. Lots of candles. We're here for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Maybe some tarot cards. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we also have to mention that it was briefly brought up that something that that uh, Harrison Ford's job is working on is some kind of like chemical sedative. agent sedative. You get that shot of the robot rat. Yeah, yes. that that the robotic really rat. The fake looking rat that's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a special it, scene. Yes. It does this thing that it's not like chloroform. Right. It kind of paralyzes you but keeps you awake. Yes. And yeah, you like don't whole... pass out, which is mm-hmm. awful. Like you just yeah, can't like move why, your body. <laughs> why are they developing this? It's terrible. That is kind of funny because they give us that foreshadowing scene with the mm-hmm. robot rat saying like, oh, this is what we're developing. You just wonder like, for what? I'm, what are I, the applications <laughs> of this besides torture? Yes. <laughs> don't worry, guys. It's going to come up later in the later yes. in the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because when it starts getting real mm-hmm. and he fully is just like, okay, now you know too much. Yep. You, you're getting, you're going to the bottom of the lake just like Madison. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> she finally, yeah, it's like once she's gotten the box out of the water, it's like this girl didn't just vanish. She, her possessions are in the lake outside of our house. So you better well, start spilling. She gets him to confess yeah. that he did kill her too. No, he says that she commits suicide, committed suicide yeah. in her home. So oh, he's sure. Still and, alive. Taken and he, pills. Just, and he yeah. just got rid of the body. In yes. the yeah. Lake. He drove okay, her car right. or pushed her car into the lake. So he's still lying and says yes. she was, you know, threatening to kill herself. I didn't think she'd go through with it, but she did. And I had to cover it up. I yeah. couldn't let you find out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It would be on her calling 411 instead of 911. Oh, Yes. He pretends to call the cops. Oh, yeah. Shady mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of skipped over the part where she, where he first gives the initial bit of information that they had the affair to begin with. Right. And she's just like, all right, fuck it. I'm out of here. She, she goes, goes to, to spend Jody. the night at Jody. When she goes back the next day, he's got like the full toaster in the bathtub. Yep situation but it was an accident yeah he says i wasn't trying to commit suicide it was a total accident Mm -hmm. but then he is manipulating her to feel bad for him and kind of rope her back in come home yeah 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 Yeah, we're going a little back and forth with this story it's fine there's a lot going on in what lies beneath i I knew it would be all over the place because this is such a complicated plot i'm like there's no way to kind of just get to the finale here yeah but you mentioned (laughs) it before but i do really love that scene with jody I was in uh, Adamant. In Adamant? Yeah, that artsy little hippie village a couple hours away down on 7. I stopped at this little cafe to get a coffee, and I see Norman sitting in the back. But he wasn't alone. I was a young blonde woman. I didn't see her face. And I didn't think anything of it at first, and I was walking over to say hello. And they started arguing in such a way that stopped me. And then a few days later, you were in the accident. And I get a bizarre call from Stan working at the hospital asking me, was I with you that day? If you were upset about anything, he made it sound like you had deliberately driven your car into a tree. And I thought, oh, my God, Claire's found out. 
went to the hospital, I see Norman. And he was so desperate at the thought of losing you. I couldn't say anything. Please. she's like confessing oh yeah i saw them together yes and it didn't look good Mm -hmm. and then the accident happened and i just couldn't say anything right but yeah you're right that's very that's very true of how friends interact with each other that sometimes there are weird secrets that you don't tell a person that you care for or especially when it comes to like affairs yes like you tell that person everything you just like that's none of my business. I should just stay out of it. That's why I liked that scene because I it felt like a real complicated friendship where it's like I yeah. I wanted to tell you because I'm your best friend, but also I saw your husband weeping over your body in the hospital after your accident, and I just thought this isn't the time, this isn't my place, and hopefully they're just going to come together yeah. after this, and I will step aside. But she was so emotional telling her the truth about seeing them together in, in adamant that little town come back up. Um, and I just, yeah, it felt like a, yeah. <laughs> a good friendship moment. I liked that scene and she clearly was, you know, that it had been bothering her for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I love when she said too, that she's like, I saw them and I saw that he was with a girl and I was just going to go over and say hi. She, she said, about it. but then I saw them fighting. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, Oh shit. Uh-huh. Like you don't like, yeah, you don't just get into arguments like this with just like your niece or whatever. <laughs> your niece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diana's really good in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I, yeah, that was one of the best acting moments on both their accounts. Cause even like Michelle coming back, like with tears in her eyes and saying like, I don't hate you. I couldn't hate you. I, I understand why you did it. It's all just mm-hmm. so good. Shaking her head, shaking her head no the whole time. How <laughs> like dare a novice. She? She's such an amateur. <laughs> Fuck that person that wrote that on IMDb. I yeah. know. We're gonna yeah, find you. I, I love that scene. I thought her head shaking was just fine. I know. Perfect. <laughs> so we finally get to the big like gag, like gagarini. Of I mean, the movie. this is like the stuff that was in all of the marketing. It's on the poster. It's kind of the lacy pull quotes on the VHS box of it will do for bathtubs what Psycho did for showers. Yeah. It's <laughs> so real. Which I don't know if you can get away with writing copy like that in a review these days, but no. it, it worked in 2000. It did. Yeah. For the time, it but was it, fine. But it's a very effective scene. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh shit, is she going to drown? Yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. one, I was saying it earlier, this is another scene where I'm just like clenched the entire yeah, time. Yeah. It is such a dramatic Very thing up to the ending in this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I do always think about it whenever I take a bath. Yep. It, it crosses my mind at least once. Yep. I think about it Whenever I take too. baths. I think I saw on Amazon like a thing that you can get to put over your – what is the thing in the – that circle in the bathtub so that it doesn't overflow. So and that the just water like, can't get to a certain height. Yeah, you can yeah. cover that up with a little it up. Like, rubbery thing on Amazon because some people want their water to be as high Extra as possible. Extra high, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just ruin your bathroom floors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's but, so funny because, um, yeah. What that's, happens? That's what, like, 
we need we needed her water to be draining faster it's, I know. it's too much i can barely handle the scene what happens to him that he slips and hits his does he just slip amber valetta like appears oh the ghost yeah he, hits his yeah. Head. he is looking at her necklace because again the necklace right. comes into play he only Love sees it. the chain and so he's, and he's like, like what is this i need to touch this necklace her head goes forward and then he tilts her back as she's sedated and bam she's like and a rotting yeah. corpse <sighs> And then he freaks out, hits his head, and yeah, that's how she kind of manages to come to and gets up and goes downstairs. That's what's crazy. He hits his head so damn hard on that sink. Like, he would be, if he didn't die or paralyze his body, he would be out for quite a while. But nope, manages to crawl away and make it all the way downstairs somehow. Yes, but he passes out downstairs. Yes. Yeah. She eventually, this, like paralytic whatever it is starts to wear off barely enough for her to like you know stop the stop the water make her way out but yeah it's interesting that madison's ghost is there like she's been there this whole time Mm -hmm. kind of giving claire these clues like check the check the frame check this picture like all this stuff and then when she needs to come in clutch and like get him out of the picture she like shows up to like spook him so like she's fully there like helping claire this whole time that's what i love she appears like exactly when she needs to she's helping her in the creepiest way possible but she's helping her yeah and i think it was kind of a big deal at the time to have harrison ford be like this villain, play a villain. Mm-hmm. I think that he plays a villain in like American Graffiti, and that's it. He's usually okay. the hero. Yeah. I was going to ask if there were any other movies because I was saying that uh, Alex yesterday he watched like pretty much just the end with me. He popped into the room, and yeah. I like he's a huge Harrison Ford fan, mostly because he's a huge Star Wars fan and Indiana yeah. Jones like nerds out. And I was like, is he ever a villain like this? He played it so well in this movie. I thought he needs yeah. to do this more often, but we couldn't think of any examples. So that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like the mean guy in American Graffiti and that's it. Right. So I remember the marketing of this movie and I was reminded about it of when I watched the trailer. This trailer gives away everything. It pretty much much gives him, it pretty much gives away that he's the villain in the marketing of the movie. I know. I didn't understand that because that's such a big twist. Like leave that, leave (laughs) that mystery. I think that I had, I must have seen it opening weekend because I don't remember being that pressed about the trailer giving everything away because that's something that I would remember. Like I would hold that against the marketing people like 25 years later. Like, cause like we had just done the matrix and we were talking about how the matrix really gave away a lot of cool special effects in the trailer. Yeah. I think I remember remember seeing like an entertainment tonight story about that yeah. of the marketing just being too revealing about yeah. the movie at the time. We must have seen it opening weekend because I I don't I feel like I would have carried it with me all these years. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair about be the movie, I yeah. feel like if you were familiar with the trailer going into it, I think that you're just kind of along for the ride and you just kind of forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I so, don't think it bothers me. I guess it works. Yeah. Cuz again, twists and turns. It's all over the place. You think it's one thing, it's something else. So 
Yeah, even if you know that Harrison Ford's maybe going to snap and have an evil moment, you still have Mm -hmm. no idea how you get there. And you are, like we said before, you're truly guessing until the end of this movie of what is going on, what actually happened with the affair, what actually happened to Madison. Like, it's it goes all over. Yes. Um, The final, like, chase. We get that beautiful shot of, uh, I mean, it's like a CGI truck. What that Michelle's driving, but the camera goes like it's a tracking shot that is following her in the truck and it goes inside the vehicle. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I and that was that something shot. that was pretty new at the time that you didn't yeah. see complicated shots like that a lot. Right. Yeah. I did like that shot. It was really pretty. And like also total like horror movie trope. There's that light kind of behind her in the car that keeps shining on the bed of the truck. And it's like, you're just (laughs) waiting for something to appear. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We also get set up earlier in the movie that their cell phones don't work Mm -hmm. until they get to a certain part of this bridge because they're so far you know, removed. And so she's like, she's driving away as fast as she can. She's on the bridge. Cell phone, like finally gets service. And he like breaks through. But I love that. She's fully like, just, she's screaming into the cell phone. Like I'm on the bridge. I'm on the bridge because it's, it's dialed nine one one at this point. So she's like, she's got her wits about her. Yes. She really came through like from sedated in the bathtub (laughs) to like, Running out, getting in the car, getting to this bridge. Like, you're so excited for her, but damn, Harrison yeah. Ford somehow oh, this has is like, all this strength. This is the killer coming <laughs> back for one last scare. Exactly. Yeah. It's like he's been, he was knocked out for God knows how long, but he was yeah. able to sneakily climb in the back of this truck. Well, we won't question it. We'll believe it. Bleeding from the gash in his head. Yep. Well, they're very lucky that um, the car managed to go down in the exact spot. He got rid of the body, which the boat I'm also saying like Harrison kind of like rookie move. You have a boat, drop yeah. the body off in the middle of the lake and then get rid of the car somehow. <laughs> right. Yeah. He didn't do a very good job. They land right on top of Madison's car that he pushed <laughs> into the lake. And again, guess who pulls through? Hey, Madison. the mm-hmm. ghost of Madison. Yeah. Using her corpse. She drags him below. Yep. <laughs> What lies beneath? I love yeah. that. It was so cool. I re- I remember that specific moment in the theater, just being like, oh, "It's her! It's her! She's <laughs> appeared!" And she's like, "Don't worry, Michelle. I got you. I got I'm about you, to girl. pull this guy underwater. You swim I got away." You, fam. Yeah. You get that beautiful digital effect of her like decomposing because mm-hmm. she's yes. all beautiful, and then she mm-hmm. just sort of decomposes to a to like her body. And yeah. sinks away, and maybe Love she's it. finally got the closure. Good movie. I <laughs> yeah. feel like it's one of those movies that I will sometimes I'll I'll not see for a while, and yeah. then I feel like we revisited it last summer, like in the middle of the night. Yeah, and then we're just like, you know, this movie's pretty fucking yeah. good. It <laughs> is. It's like over twenty years old, and it like has aged to perfection. Yeah. So I, I wanted to go over some of the Hitchcock inspirations that I wrote down. Ooh, please. The Bernard Herman inspired score by Alan Silvestri. Yeah. A very Hitchcock very, score. Yeah. Pretty much doing all of his major uh, themes from like Psycho. Yeah. He's a little he, he in there. He does them pretty much all. Like he pretty much does them all. Because I think um, in spying, a lot of the scenes, don't we get that good like violin? Like, dun, dun, yes. dun, dun. that's what the, we love. Yeah, the strings are very yes. psycho-esque. Spying on the neighbors from rear window, the mm-hmm. shower scene from Psycho, 
it will do to bathtubs what Psycho <laughs> did to showers. My favorite, it. my favorite piece of copy Lazy from the copy. VHS box. The shower curtain being pulled down. Yes. It's very yeah. Marion Crane when she gets stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hitchcock blonde. Yeah, that ah, uh, blonde it's kind of Hitchcock. Part. Loved having a blonde leading lady like yeah. Toby Hedren mm-hmm. and Grace Kelly. So we got Michelle. Nosy Neighbors, too. I feel like that's kind of a <laughs> – that seems like a very uh, Hitchcock um, trope, mm-hmm. especially the woman that talks to her at the party. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, misdirect of the plot. You think that it's actually about the neighbors, but it turns out to be something entirely. Mm-hmm. That's something that Hitchcock kind of pioneered with his scripts. We love it. So, yeah, that's kind of what everything that I got. That was that were Hitchcock references. Can you think of anything else? Um, I think just kind of he he used um, mirrors a lot, and I think yeah. he uh, Hitchcock used a lot of imagery of reflections, yeah. and you know the meaning, the double meaning behind reflections and all that, right? You know, and just um, interesting and innovative camera work. Yes. It just was using it was visually so cool, which I yeah, and just like different I feel like really creative angles, which was very Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. I felt like he always knew how to set up a really interesting shot that not many yeah. would do. Yeah. And and pulling things off that hadn't been done before. Um like I was saying that Zemeckis does, he uses special effects, but you don't think of it as a special effects movie like a, something that's sci-fi yeah, or, you totally. know, The Matrix or Star Wars. It's a, you know, it's a psychological thriller, right. but it uses effects in innovative ways. And, right. you know, Hitchcock did that a lot in Vertigo, kind of creating that um, accordion zoom oh, right. pull shot that yeah. he kind of innovated, kind of created and has just used – all the time now, right? You know, it's used in dog food commercials or whatever. You know, <laughs> right? But yeah, now it's <laughs> for time, literally everything. Yeah, but nobody had ever seen that, and in Vertigo, it just gave you this feeling, this sense of falling, and probably knocked people's socks off in 1951. Yeah. You know, like I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and there was even again like Alex walking into the room while I was watching it. He, I've seen it so many times. It's fun to hear his perspective. And there's a scene really quickly that when Michelle Pfeiffer first gets sedated by the Hall of Fame or whatever. Oh, uh, yes. The camera kind of goes like under her body yeah. and suddenly yeah. the wood floor has like turned to glass and he I didn't even think twice about it and he was like yeah. wow that's a really cool shot. I wonder how they did that. I was like oh you're right. Like Bob Zemeckis is so cool. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah and that's and that's something that is not referencing anything specific from a specific Hitchcock work but right. I think he was very much like this is the kind of thing he would have done like yes. with the extreme close up of Marion's eye yeah. after she fell on the floor or, you know, all yep. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, it. It's so good. It's such a good movie. <laughs> uh, I, I've mentioned it on Keep It Weird, me and Ashley's podcast a couple times. Like, it's mm-hmm. one of those movies that, like, maybe I won't think about for a while, like you said. But if I really think about horror movies that have affected me, had a big impact on me, that one pops up. It's great. Yeah, for sure. I was reading that there was an unofficial Bollywood adaptation of the story <gasps> called what? Raz. I love that. <laughs> Wait, again, a wonderful fun fact. Uh, yeah. I need to I, see I, that I guess it was a huge hit in India, too. <laughs> what? I That's love kind of that. Amazing. 2002, I think. Okay, wow. we'll have to go have find to that frozen. somehow. Um, well, it's uh, just about time to wrap it up, I think. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. I love this movie. It And here's my other thing. 
It doesn't always have to be October to watch scary movies. This people. is true. Amen. Put them on. <laughs> yeah, turn them on any random week. Give yourself a little thrill. They're a good time. Yeah, indeed. And this movie is very re- rewatchable. Yes. I feel like it's a very common theme in horror movies too that gay men tend to gravitate to that there's a woman that's being treated like she's crazy, but she's really onto something. I feel like that's kind of a a common theme in yeah. horror movies. Yes, indeed. I love it. So, yeah, so we definitely recommend this movie. And actually, everybody, you're in luck because right now, What Lies Beneath is streaming on Amazon Prime it's on Video. Prime. Go check it out. Yay, so you don't have to you, rent it. You don't have to rent it for once. <laughs> uh, Lauren, why don't you talk to us about Keep It Weird and where everybody can find you? Yes, everybody, please check us out. We're Keep It Weird Podcast. We're basically on every platform that you can find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. I'm sure there's like a Google type thing we're on. Sometimes I feel like we (laughs) pop up places we didn't even know we were. So (laughs) look us up, social media at Keep It Weird Cast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook private group where we just post memes and fun stories all day. Come come chat weird stuff with us, guys. Always really good friends of the show. Yes. And you guys have a Patreon as well, right? We what? You have a Patreon as oh, well, Oh, yes. Right? We do have a Patreon, Keep It Weird podcast. Again, you can look us up on the Patreon website. Yeah. We send out a newsletter. We send out bonus episodes. We now are Love sending it. out two a month. It used to just be one. So <sighs> we have lots of fun goodies on our Patreon. It's well worth the money. Love it. And awesome. we love movies that made us gay. Well, go and check like out Keep It Weird, everybody. You're our besties. Aww, good luck <laughs> having you on. <laughs> Yes, indeed. We love having a fun sister podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, oh, guys. Man. You're Thank very you welcome. So Thanks for coming on, and we hope to have you back on soon. Oh, yes. Anytime. Hopefully in person next time. Oh, I please. Mean, fingers crossed. Over it. Over this. <laughs> yes, indeed. Us too. All right. Well, we'll let you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another great episode. Mm-hmm. That was lots of fun. We love Lauren. We love Keep It Weird. As you guys know, they're frequent yeah. contributors to uh, to movies that made us I've been us gay. chatting with Ashley about topics that we might go on Keep It Weird for. So Ooh, I have a fun. feeling that we're going to guest on their show soon. I have a feeling that we might be back on Keep It Weird. Well, uh, we've got a couple of new patrons that we want to say hi to so it's time for our patreon shout outs so we'd love to say hello to jamie rinker oh our new patron thank you so much for joining we'd also love to say hello to drew jimmy genevieve don josh m aaron melinda and jim jessica john nick christine rufino and mitch thank you for being a friend Travel the road and back again. (laughs) If you would like to check out our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. Very easy. We have some fun movie commentaries. Watch with us coming up soon. We just just released. We're just making a list of movies to do and we just released Empire Records. Yes, indeed. Lots of fun. You can watch Empire Records with us. It's like we're sitting right there Mm -hmm. with you in the living room talking crap. But, yeah, check out our Patreon. We would also love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and write us a fun review. We'll read it 
on the air on one of our upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. Love it. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And you can find us on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. You can find me, Pete, on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Lasagna. And I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter, Scott Youngbauer on Instagram, and just Scott Youngbauer on Letterboxd. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.